Jerry, here's the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Jerry Jones better start showing Zeke the money. Uh, reports are that that is uh, that's getting done as we speak here, guys. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we've got a special Labor Day weekend episode here uh, of the Southlot Football Guys. It's September first. Um, that was live from Cowboys game, that was, right? That was live. That was live, live from in the uh, negotiations. From Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, September first, first month of football starting. That's right. Good. Yeah. We're gonna Just got a college uh, football weekend. It's oh, it's feeling good. It's feeling, feeling good. good. We're gonna get everybody going here with our week one preview. So we're gonna break down uh, each of the lines uh, for uh, each of these games. Uh, let you know what our picks are and, and kind of touch on the you know kind of how we see these things playing out. But first off, uh, definitely want to get some news and notes. So as we alluded to there, um, Zeke is reportedly very close to signing uh, a long term extension with the Cowboys, presumably to make him the highest paid running back in the league. Um, guys, I mean, I, I think this is great news just for the, the league in general, but I um, uh, want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I think I think he expects to be there, um, you know, ready to practice on Monday. So I, I would assume he's going to play week one. Um, but, yeah, huge news for the Cowboys, uh, big news for the NFL, great big, player. Big news for running backs in general. Um, they, they've got such a short shelf life that it, it's good that they – deserve to be paid for basically tearing down their bodies so quickly. Yeah. yeah. It, Great point. It, it's good. Speaking of that guys, Lamar Miller. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, since we last uh, spoke to everybody here on the podcast, uh, Lamar Miller has uh, uh, torn his ACL. He's going to be out for the year. Um, that's a, that's, that's a tough break for the Texans who were really going to be relying on him to, uh, take on the line share of the workload there fortunately they did grab duke johnson but it looks like he's gonna get a uh, kind of a role he's never seen before uh in terms of you know kind of between the tackles types carries so uh what do you guys uh think about that i think you know the additions of duke duke josh and carlos hyde that lamar miller's replaceable i think i don't think the running back who are who, regardless of who it is is going to have much impact on that offense. It's going to be Deshaun Watson and those wideouts just slinging it. Okay. Yeah, I think he could be all right stepping in and filling that role. All right. Staying with the running backs, guys. Um, Lashawn McCoy was cut by the Buffalo Bills and then uh, signed shortly thereafter with the Kansas City Chiefs. So you've got a, kind of a player from yesteryear signing with one of the most uh, prolific offenses in the NFL. Kind of a team. Uh, that doesn't exactly have a set backfield, um, at least in terms of a, a bell cow back. Um, so, uh, Robbie, I'll turn it over to you. What, what are you kind of thinking about this uh, McCoy signing with the Chiefs? To me, I, I still think Damian Williams is going to be the guy. And I think later on in the year, Darwin Thompson is going to probably be. It, it seems like he's probably just a death piece, Ed, to me. I was kind of actually surprised that he didn't go to like the Chargers with that whole Melvin Gordon situation. Um, going down. Um, I, I was kind of looking at him going to be a Charger after this weekend, but since uh, um, you know, uh, I and the Chargers though, or on the Chiefs though, I, I'm really still seeing Damian Williams as the guy. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting because pretty much we've had a long history of Andy Andy Reid only really giving one guy the the ball. And uh, I, I think this year might you might see something a little bit different. I, I think it might be more of a committee 
Um, Shady, the last two years with Buffalo, have been both career lows and you know rush per attempt for uh, per attempt. So I I don't see him making a huge impact even if get, given a lot of carries. Okay. Uh, I think it just muddies the situation. Yeah. Some other kind of significant news. Uh, there were a couple big trades that happened uh, uh, in the last couple days here. Um, first off, I uh, want to touch on uh, Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills to the Texans uh, for two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Um, that's that's a haul, but you're talking about Laramie Tunsil, who is uh, probably, I'd say he's pretty safe to say, a, a top-five tackle in the NFL, and, and Kenny Stills has kind of shown that he can still be a productive uh, wide receiver, still has uh, you know the Jets to, to burn people on the outside. But um, what do you kind of think about how this affects the, char- or the Texans' long-term outlook for the season? Well, I, th- I think this trade is just one of the more interesting ones I've seen in a while. You got the Texans who don't currently have a GM, um, you know, making, I think this is their sixth trade of the offseason. Uh, Bill O'Brien's out there just slinging deals. Um, and, you know, that's the guy that was on the hot seat as, as uh, I mean, last year, week five, that guy was possibly getting canned. So yeah. it, it's interesting to see that. Um, as far as, you know, what the trades are, um, Laramie Tunsil, you're right, like great young tackle, one of the best young tackles in the league. Um, Kenny Stills. You know he's he does he's good what he's good at what he does sort of a field stretcher. Um, he's on a big contract. I think they gave up way too much for the combination of these two players. But uh, I mean, two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. Uh, that that's, that seems about right. Okay, it's just interesting seeing a head coach on the hot seat give up two first yeah, future first. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, that's, that's a lot. You know, but a, <laughs> they they saw an opportunity with a uh, Andrew Luck's retirement. Now they've got a great opportunity to just snag it, so they're going after it. I, I like what they're doing right here. They definitely need to shore up that offensive lineman who's better to get than Tunsil. And yeah. you, t- Kenny Stills, he's still only 27. Yeah, he's, he's young. He's, he seems like he's been around for a while, but he's still kind of young. He's, he's another... still got a lot left. And when you have a beat-up wide receiver core with Will Fuller and Kiki QT, it's, it's going to be a great addition for them. Yeah, I like the fit in that offense. But uh, one point, we'll talk about Andrew Luck in a second here, but I think the Texans you know, saw what happened there in the division with Andrew Luck and the Colts and how he did not have a lot of protection uh, you know, for years, and they did not want that to happen to Deshaun Watson. So you know, they're, paying, they're paying a premium to get the, some of the best protection available. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the Texans, so the Texans also uh, sent – the uh, their star uh, defensive lineman Jadavian Clowney to Seattle. Um, guys, what are what are your thoughts on this? This is uh, obviously there's been the contract dispute with uh, Clowney and the Texans. Uh, that's been you know widely publicized. Uh, it kind of got to the point where he just wasn't going to play for him anymore. So um, you know this this trade was kind of something that was you know foreseeable, but uh, interesting landing spot I think with the uh, Seahawks who can now kind of fill in um, for where Frank Clark left off. Uh, so uh, that defense just gets a little bit better, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this really helps a team that kind of appeared like they were going to have a hole there. Absolutely. Seahawks are looking a lot better just just by that trade. Yeah, Texans, I think they're expecting Whitney Merciless to kind of fill in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, and obviously they're confident enough in him being able to that they shipped off Clowney, so yeah, might still be have good... Watt on the interior. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, Jadavian Clowney is still world-class talent. Um, I think Pete Carroll is thinking that he can maybe coach him up a little bit more. I, I remember seeing Clowney last year in the playoff game just completely miss miss assignments, you know, trying to, instead of, like, you know, stuff in the gap, he'd cut under the guard and just leave a wide-open hole for the running back to go. So I, I, I think that's probably why the Texans weren't going to give him a long-term extension. But a couple of bad uh, offsides penalties yeah. against them, too. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he he's sort of a nutcase out there. So, but Pete Carroll, if there's anybody out there that can, you know, <laughs> make that work, it's him. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I see this being a good trade for both sides. Okay. All right, guys. Finally, uh, as was alluded to earlier, our last note here, Andrew Luck retires from the NFL. Uh, this was last weekend in, in kind of probably the most shocking news in the NFL since the uh, Ray Rice fallout. Um, just uh, kind of initial gut reactions to this, I'd say. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck was, uh, you know, he was going to be kind of the, the centerpiece of what was going to take that team uh, to what was hopefully going to be a very deep playoff run. Uh, now, you know, this, this, uh, the success of this organization is very much in question again. And I, I think they're, they're still, they have solid pieces there. Uh, it's a good young defense. Uh, the offensive line is still great. They still have talent, uh, in T Y Hilton and Marlon Mack on the offensive side of the ball. But, um, you know, quarterback play means the world in the NFL. And I think this is going to, all of a sudden turn into a team that's kind of struggling to, you know, probably vie for that final wild card spot in the AFC. But, um, Robbie, kind of what are your thoughts on where the Colts are going to fall here? I, I see them below 500 now. I, I was really looking at them at being winning this division over, being over double-digit wins, and now they're just not looking good. I've, I've bumped down pretty much all my Colts players yep. in respect just because – Jacoby Briggs said he's not he's not going to be the same as Luck, and it's going to hurt everybody. Um, but as Andrew Luck, the human being, that's that's probably a smart move for him. He's just been battling a lot of injuries. He might as well just get out. Really, it kind of sucks for us as viewers, but you know, good for him. Yeah, that's probably the right decision. Yep. Adam. Yeah, I mean, my my initial reaction when this. I heard this news was like disbelief and, and like sadness once I realized that, you know, it's, it's real. Um, I, I think, you know, Andrew Luck was, he's one of the, the best players in, in the league. And, you know, I like just the way he carried himself on the field. He was one of the, you know, one of the true good guys in the NFL. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to see him, you know, take, you know, take a step for himself and make, make sure that he's going to be all right. Um, as opposed to sort of what he's been doing, laying out there. Um, but yeah, it's sad to see a guy like him go, um, you know, he's going to be missed. Great player. Um, but he's got to take care of himself and, um, glad he's, he's addressing it in the face of all, all this criticism. But, um, as far as, you know, the NFL side, the, the football side breakdown, um, I think Jacoby Brissett had a pretty decent year, the year he had a fill in 2017, um, the touchdown numbers weren't that good. I think he had 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, but he was over 3,000 yards, and that was with a, a pretty pretty battle line. And uh, they've improved that pretty vastly. I don't see this team under 500. I think this is maybe a 9 to 10 win team still uh, with the pieces. They really had a good oh. roster before uh, before Andrew Luck retired. I, they still do. Um, yeah, I think they might still surprise some people. Yeah, I think the line fell to seven and a half. 
for the Colts, and that seems just about perfect. Um, if I had to place a bet on that, I'd probably go with the under, but I, I still think they're a 7 1 team. Uh, they're just going to be kind of right in that 500 fold, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely just kind of bummer news. Uh, you know, it, you hate to see, uh, you know, one of the more transcendent talents leaving in the prime of his career, but ultimately, uh, that's a guy that's got to worry about his long term health, too, and you totally got to respect that decision, so. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for our news and notes, but let's get into these uh, individual matchups. I know I'm excited uh, just to be talking about this. We've been finally, you know, staring at this week one slate for months here, so uh, let's get into it. First game, uh, Thursday night opener, the NFL 100 season. I love it. The Chicago Bears host the Green Bay Packers. The Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Adam, why don't you give us uh, your kind of initial thoughts on this game? Oh, I, I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, the over-under line is 46.5. I, I see that probably being right around where it's going to end up. Um, I, I guess from my, my view, I, I take the Bears here, but if it's possible, um, buy down that line to 3 or 2.5 just to make it comfortable because I think it could that very well could be the, the, the finish there. But I like the Bears. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of seeing that they might be a little uh, burned from last year, how that opening night game ended and being at home in Soldier Field. I could see them just absolutely running it down their throats, and uh, this is the first we're going to see of this new offense on the Packers. So there's going to be a lot of question marks. We're going to see how how much usage like Aaron Jones is going to get. Is he going to be splitting time with Jamal Williams? I don't see a lot coming out of that run game. I think they're going to have to sort to try to throw, and I know Rodgers, he, he's, he's great, but, you know, I, I think the Bears are going to be coming out focused and just trying to do everything they can to just destroy the Packers. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing a kind of a defensive struggle in this game, actually. I I think the, uh, the under should be pretty safe. I think we're going to be looking at something more along the lines of uh, 2017 or even 17-16. I do think the Bears are going to win. Uh, but I think it's going to be a struggle, very close game. So I'm actually taking the Packers and the points here. I think they'll cover the three and a half. But to your point, Adam, um, you know, if if you're uh, if you're a homer like us and you need to have the money on the Bears, I totally understand uh, buying the points down at two and a half <laughs> just so you do that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty confident the Bears are going to win. I, I think it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, it's that it's that three point number. You know, it's a it's a key number, uh, and I I don't know. I just think the Packers are going to keep it close. Probably keep it inside of a field goal game, but ultimately do expect the Bears to win. Anything else to add on this one, guys? Or are we ready to move on? Bear down. Okay. Uh, we're talking Vikings and Falcons now. Vikings are hosting the Falcons, uh, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, so this is one of the many dome games for Matt Ryan this year. Um, I know for me, guys, I I am really high on the Falcons in general in this year, and this is a game uh, that I think the Falcons are going to win outright. Uh, I don't think the Vikings did enough to shore up their offensive line troubles uh, over the offseason, and uh, I, I think you know we're going to see this you know finally healthy Atlanta team really kind of show what their their true talent level is. I think you know due to all the injuries last year, we weren't able to see that. So I'm uh, I'm picking the Falcons outright. And I'm with you there. Matty Ice in the Dome, he, he's just 
amazing when he, he gets the chance to play inside a dome and reuniting with Dirk Cutter. I think they're going to be um, coming out, firing on this uh, kind of questionable Vikings team all around to me. Um, that Falcons defense, too, is very underrated, which is why I think this they're underdogs at this point in time. But I could see them just absolutely um, taking that taking the vikings down so you guys you guys both like them outright right yes okay uh yeah i I just like them with the points um for pretty much the same reasons as you guys said one thing i'll mention though for fantasy purposes i really like kelvin ridley in this game uh xavier rhodes bigger corner he'll be shadowing julio jones uh vikings yeah eh, respectable I, i i think i think kelvin ridley can torch torch that okay whoever they put on him for the number two corner okay all right, so yeah, um, we'll uh, kind of get on to our next game here. Um, what do you, What do you guys think of? Uh, do you think uh, Dalvin Cook's going to have a big impact in this game? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I I could see him. Uh, He's a guy who's been injured a lot the last couple of years. We haven't seen a whole lot of him, but what we've seen him healthy. He's he's been a very yeah. good productive runner. Yeah, I could I could see him factoring in here in a big way, and I think. Um, yeah, for all our uh, fantasy players out there, I think you know he's he's going to be uh, probably a top ten back on the week. So this will be I'll, I'll be watching this really closely because you know two years ago when Dalvin Cook first tore his ACL, I I didn't think he had the same explosiveness last year as he did before mm-hmm. that injury. Um, but he he started ramping up right at the end of the year. Um, so I'd be interested to see how how explosive he looks or if he's fully back or there might be some you know permanent loss of explosiveness right. there. That's a good point. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, next game is uh, the Washington Redskins are heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, Robbie, what are your initial thoughts here? My initial thoughts are it, it Eagles at home against the Redskins team who's not looking too great. I, I think they could cover that nine and a half point spread, but I'm a little, a little weary just for it being a uh, – conference or a division game and two teams that know each other well Redskins maybe couldn't make it closer than a 10 point game but I I still lean in Eagles here it's probably not a game I'm going to touch yeah yeah I'd agree with you there um I I I think Eagles at home if you had to make a bet here is is the right play but you know, nine and a half is pretty steep. It's a lot in the NFL games, uh, even against two teams that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Often wind up uh, one score games just through you know, you know, late game garbage time stuff. So uh, you gotta be you gotta be careful about just seeing that high point total and uh, and not falling in love with it. One thing I'll say here with the Eagles is uh, I'm very interested to see what that uh, backfield. Uh, looks like how much uh, is going to go to uh, Jordan Howard and how much is going to go to Miles Sanders. And then if there's, you know, even Darren Sproles factoring in at all, I mm-hmm. do expect some sort of level there. But I think that's something to keep an eye on this game. Yeah, this this kind of, especially looking at the line, it kind of screams like a Jordan Howard kind of grounded and pound him kind yeah. of day. But you never know. That's a whole, that's a interesting backfield. That That's a backfield that I'd hold. If I can, yeah, I wouldn't be confident really starting anybody there. But if we go to the other side of the ball, we got another teammate CL and Darius Geis yeah. coming back. That's another guy I'm interested to see how he comes out. He was, um, well, he was the second best runner in that draft cl- class, and really looking forward to see how he played. 
but yeah, I'd say um, you know I I don't think this is somebody that should be in a lot of fantasy starting lineups. Um, I think you need to see what that uh, allocation is going to look like of carries first. Uh, how much is AP getting? How much is Darius guys? I expect Darius guys to kind of be weaned into the game plan more and more as the year goes on, uh, take on a larger role, but. At the outset here, I think it'll be probably more close to a 50-50 split, if not 60-40 towards AP. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Robbie, you hit it right on the head. There's going to be a lot of people watching this game just to see what, how explosive a player Darius Geis can be and, and what are his early flashes. So, Adam, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I'd, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd probably pick the Eagles here, um, but it's not a game I'm going to be betting on. Uh, as far as the implications, I I, I want to see what this Redskins passing attack is going to be because I mean this it sounds like Josh Doxson he's either getting traded or waived. Um, you know who who they got there? They got Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, um, Jordan Reed for a team that's going to be down in a lot of scenarios and be throwing the ball. It's a lot of question marks, and I'm going to be interested to see who steps up and sort of takes that mantle as uh, yep. the top option there. Okay. Um. I know, guys, when I was looking at this, that 46 number on the over-under seems a little high to me. Um, both pretty good defenses here, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can't see I can't see the Redskins allowing the Eagles to get the 30, and I can't see the Eagles uh, allowing the Redskins probably to get more than 17. So I think the under here is a pretty safe play. I like that, too. Yeah. yeah. Good call. All right, uh, guys, uh, let's move on to our next one here. We've got uh, Bills and Jets. Uh, the Jets are hosting this game, and um, there are three-point favorites at home. The over-under is 40 and a half. Uh, This is going to be our first chance to take a look at Le'Veon Bell. Uh, interested to see just how explosive he is after his year off. Um, should be well-rested, uh, should have uh, plenty of life in those legs. So, um, you know, I want to see just how big of a game, uh, piece in the game plan he is. Uh, I also, you know, Sam Darnold's looked great here over the last uh, couple weeks, and everything out of training camp has been extremely positive. So I'm interested to see if he can take the next step and really show uh, that he's made the jump from year one to year two. Um, I think I, this is a tough game for him to start off. Yeah, to to show people he made that jump. I I think he can't over the course of the season, but. I'm not really expecting really heavy passage usage out of this game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Bills are one of the tougher defenses all around in the NFL. Um, you know, on the offensive side for the Bills, uh, really excited to see Josh Allen too. Um, Devin Singletary, it looks like, is going to have the bulk of the carries with Frank Gore factoring in with TJ Yeldon. Um, that does appear to be a running back by committee, but um, you know it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays itself out as well. Um, ultimately, guys, I am taking the Jets minus three. I just think uh, yeah they've looked solid uh, thus far, and I think the only thing would that would change my opinion on this guys is you got to keep an eye on that uh, Robbie Anderson injury designation. He was dealing with a uh, calf calf issue. So if that's going to keep him out of the game, uh, that would definitely change uh, my stance on this game. I'd probably be looking at Bill's money line. Um, I think Robbie Anderson can make that big of a difference. So. Three-point lead for, for Robert Anderson. Uh, I mean, he He's matter. a good player. I mean, at that point, it, yeah. taking it would be, what, 
minus one Jets or something. Yeah. I, I don't hate just taking the money line for that value Yeah, at that point. All right, guys, uh, what are your thoughts, Adam? Uh, I think, you know, this is one of the games I'm most looking forward to. I think one of these two teams ultimately makes the playoffs. Um, the Dolphins, are they're falling off the map trading house. Uh, I, I think one of these two teams are – both these two teams are on the rise. I think one of these – one of these two teams snags the wild card position. Uh, so this game's going to be important. And, I, you know, Vegas says it, minus three. Uh, so those about as even as teams as they can, they can get. I'm leading Jets just for the home field advantage and the fact that they got, I think, Sam Darnold's a little bit better than, than Josh Allen. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think on this, Robbie? I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be back and forth action. It's going to be close all the way. That's that's how I'm seeing this play out. And right now I'm leaning Jets minus three, but I'm not feeling great about it. And I could see this going either way. But at that point, I'm picking the home team. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's going to be. I'm I'm interested to see how Le'Veon, how much Gase actually uses him. I think he'll use him a good amount, but there's talks coming out of the tramp uh, out of the camp that they really like Ty Montgomery and he might get some usage but I, I still think it's Le'Veon's backfield okay all right guys anything else to add here nope all right let's move on then to Dolphins Ravens uh so we touched on earlier the Dolphins are uh kind of in a fire sale mode it appears uh after this Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills deal um honestly um uh, you guys, I've talked about the Ravens a lot and how I don't think they're going to be a uh, contending team this year. Uh, I do think that they're going to win this game, but I think it's a close defensive battle. Um, and I think seven points right now is too much to give up. And I think the Dolphins can cover that at home. Um, it's hard to win those games early on in the year in Miami. The weather really plays a factor. Teams aren't used to it. So um, I'm going Dolphins here. Yeah, that, that's why I'm leaning Dolphins, too. Uh, but I'm not feeling very confident about it. I, this is probably a spread I'm not really touching or hoping to touch. Um, but on top of that, I, I know that the Ravens have been looking pretty good in preseason, but you got to remember they always seem to be preseason champs. And and uh, I think that's playing a little bit to why people are pounding the Ravens right now. And I'm still not touching it. But I think the Dolphins could have a little bit of that Miami advantage right there. Miami Vice. Miami yeah. Vice. Um, you know, I I bet this I bet this game on Wednesday last Wednesday, and the line was at, uh, Ravens minus five, and I was going to have that as my my lock of the week here. But they, since then, with all the trades, the Dolphins, um, yeah, I think they they gave up Kiko and Alonzo to the the Saints as well. The line pushed all the way up to seven. Um, so it's not going to be my lock anymore. I still love the Ravens here, minus seven. Um, you know, I I think the Dolphins are in disarray, and I I I disagree with the Ravens thing. I think they are a good team, and um, they're going to come out there and prove it week one. Okay. Um, I think that says it all for that one. Uh, be interesting to see just uh how much this is. A, this is also a good matchup for the Ravens in general, since they love to run the ball. And right. Miami was one of the worst teams yeah. against the run. Last year, so this is looking pretty good for their maybe Mark Ingram. Uh, it's it seems like it's a big committee there, so I, I'm not very confident in the Ravens, but I think you could 
See a good Mark Ingram day. I love Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson going against them. Play, yeah. Oh, he's going to run all over them. But um, yeah, this this could end up being a real good run game. And by that, honestly, thirty seven and a half, it might even hit under. That's a low line, but you know if they're just running all day, it's got a shot. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, not that's that's a low number. I don't think it's real low that I'm not touching it, yeah, but I, I could see it. it. Yeah, yep. I could see it though as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next game on the docket here, we've got 49ers and Buccaneers. Buccaneers uh, are hosting this game in Tampa. Uh, it's going to be another warm weather game. Uh, Buccaneers are one point favorites. Um, I feel pretty strongly about this one, guys. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are the play here. I, I like them to cover that spread easily. I think um, this could be one of the games where we see a double digit uh, point differential. I think the Bucks could win this game by more than ten. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be really interesting to see just um, what Arians and Jameis are able to do in Game One. Uh, all indications are that it's going to be, you know, they're going to be airing it out, chucking it deep uh, to those outside options of Godwin and Mike Evans. I think both those guys are great starts um, for your fantasy teams this week, uh, including O.J. Howard. Uh, this is one of the better matchups you're going to get. Uh, yep. On the other side of the ball for the Niners, I this is a weak Buccaneers defense, but this is... This is a team with not a lot of weapons. Their one prolific weapon is the tight end, George Kittle. Um, so if the Buccaneers can kind of game plan him out of it, I think that they should be able to hold this uh, 49ers offense in check relatively, maybe you know give up around 20 points or so. But they, I don't think they'll run wild on them. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Um, I do think there there's a good chance of Kittle having a real good day to start off the year and – uh, Burita and Tevin Coleman. That that's a backfield that's going to be a little interesting to see who comes out on top. I I kind of just imagine it's going to be kind of what they what Shanahan did back in Atlanta with uh, Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Kind of that kind of split. So I I really do like Matt Burita, right. especially in this game. Mm-hmm. I I like the uh, I like the Bucks in this game minus one. Um, not a not a big believer in the Forty ers this year. Uh, Bucks I. It'll be interesting to see their defense because uh, I think on offense they're going to be just fine. Um, I'm interested. I'm really interested to see um, Devin White plays the middle linebacker yep. for Bucks. Um, I think drafted fifth overall at LSU. Really good player. Uh, I think he's going to be a future star, and that's exactly what they need in the middle of that defense. Um, you know, Quan Alexander's sort of tried to bend that guy, but he's been hurt. It's on um, the other side of the ball now. Yeah, <laughs> the revenge game, and uh, yeah, I, I just want to see how good. How good this Bucks defense can be? Because if they are uh, even, you know, decent, the, the Bucks have an offense that could propel this team into a playoff push. So, yep. tough um, division. Tough though. division. Tough division. <laughs> yeah. Tough. All right, guys. Anything else to add there? Nope. All right. Uh, next game on the docket here, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Jaguars are three and a half point dogs uh and the over under for this game is 52 and a half uh guys uh, let's let's get into this one robbie what are your initial thoughts here well initially i'm not going to talk about the game i'm going to talk about uh free money future for you 
You guys like free money? I like free money. Because here's this. There's a statistic where that if there's not a lot you could take from the preseason sometimes, but there is one where um, if you do not reach a certain number in total points scored, you're not going to make the playoffs. This number is 44. If you're under that, there's 98, 99% chance you're not making the playoffs, and if you do make the playoffs, you're not winning that game. One team did it this year, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had 29 total offensive points. In the preseason? In the preseason. Oh, my. Just awful. And, I mean, if you think about this, it's not just like a random stat. There's some correlation, whether it's like inept coaching or bad depth. Because, you know, as the season goes along, you're going to, if you don't have good depth or good coaching, you're not going to win ball games because guys are going to get hurt. You're going to have to adjust. So, lock it in right now. Jaguar is not making the playoffs. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Adam, um, I think you have a different opinion on this, uh, looking at our spreadsheet. I mean, I I, I don't I don't know if the Jags make it the playoffs. I, I do like them in this game, though, that... That Jags team, even last year, beat some pretty good offenses at home, um, especially early in the year. Uh, I remember the Patriots went down there and got boat, boat raced. Um, I think if any team's going to come out with some passion and fire this year in week one, it's got to be the Jags. Uh, they were a complete disappointment last year, biggest disappointment out of any team. Um, and, you know, going up, going up against the best week one, I think you're going to see the best out of these players. They've been thinking about it all summer. Um, that's why my lead pipe lock of the week, um, is going to be the under for this game at fifty two oh, and a half. Alert. Yeah, I okay. definitely. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah. at the end. But uh, yeah, I, I like the Jags here money line. I think they're going to win. Um, I think this is going to be. Um, I mean, it's hard to keep the Chiefs low scoring, but this is going to be you know maybe somewhere around the twenties. Um, but yeah, I, I I do like the Jags here. Okay, I think Fournette's going to run the ball maybe twenty five times. I th- keep what? the clock running uh, Jags played the Chiefs last year in Arrowhead and I think the Chiefs only scored 24 on them if I remember correctly so uh yeah I, I don't think that I don't think you're you're out of line with that statement at all no I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags pull off the win at home here uh but Tyreek being fully back or no suspension for Tyreek just me to me just I'm going Chiefs yeah three and a half points I think they could easily cover that win by a touchdown at least yeah, I, I think the the Chiefs have enough uh, weapons on the field to, um, you know, just really kind of control the ball here. I don't think Jaguars' offense will will have a ton of time in terms of the time of possession. Uh, I still think that there's uh, kinks that are working out there. Um, you know, excited to see Nick Foles. Um, you know what he can do with this uh, Jaguars' offense. I think he has some very interesting weapons on the outside, um, but. For me, uh, I, I just think the Chiefs' speed is going to be too much for him. Uh, in fact, guys, I think Mikael Hardman is a guy, uh, you know, once Tyree Kill came back, I think people started sleeping on him again. Uh, I could see this guy having a pretty important role in this offense still, and uh, I could almost see him starting to phase out Sammy Watkins towards the end of the year. So um, definitely something I'm keeping my eye on is, is him, his involvement in the offense. Uh, but I know I think Andy Reid likes that level of speed on both sides uh, of the uh, of the line there. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Chiefs as well. I could, I could see him getting more work towards the end of the season, but for this first game, I'm not really uh, – he's Miko Hartman's not on my radar right now. Mm-hmm. 
just want to see how it progresses throughout the season because you could see him start to get bigger snap shares and then would maybe second half he does come out pretty hot. Yeah, I I could absolutely see that. All right, guys. Uh, our next game here we have Titans and Browns. Uh, Browns are hosting this game in Cleveland and they are five and a half point favorites. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on this game? This is the game I'm le- like the most confused about. Um, you know, if, if I had to choose one, it'd be the Titans with the points. Um, you know, the Titans, they were a confusing team last year, especially week-to-week gambling. Um, they weren't a team I like to put any money on just because, you know, they, they, they'd showed up in weeks you didn't really expect it, and then, you know, they, they, they'd lose games you should. Um and not a lot, not a lot changed at all for that team. Browns, however, you know they got the most hype out of any team in the country right now. I, you know, for an organization that hasn't been it ever, um, I'm going to need to see it first overall for the season. Um, you know, they could win this game pretty easily in a, for week week one, but I'm I'm just staying off this game in general. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, the more I've thought about this, the more I've gotten comfortable with the Browns uh, being able to cover that five and a half uh, point line five and a half is kind of one of those key numbers to uh, you see a lot of six and seven point games um, so to be able to kind of beat that threshold I think is important uh, probably tips the scale for me in this instance because I do think it is uh, going to be a relatively tight game um, I'm envisioning something pretty low scoring. I just, I don't have any confidence in the Titans ability to move the ball downfield and, and to score, uh, with enough regularity to, to keep up with the Browns in this one. I think, uh, their offense should be, um, dynamic enough to put up 24 points. And if that's the case, I don't think there's any chance the Titans can catch him. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to agree with you that I have trouble seeing, how the Titans can move the ball. But I had trouble seeing it last year, and they were able to still keep close games somehow. So I'm kind of leaning taking the points with the Titans. Um, But I do think the Browns are are for sure going to win this game at home. I think they're going to start off on a good note. Now I've got – I was thinking there's going to be come game day a couple – player prop bets right and of course a couple of big ones are going to be the two guys traded Odell and Antonio Brown right so I kind of did just a little side thing just uh was a little curious on how uh big name receivers have um how, how their production has been first game with a new team and um it's not as good as you would think um there's a lot of big names I pulled in the last 15 years and the only ones that were able to get over 100 yards and a touchdown, at least a touchdown, were, well, Randy Moss a couple times because he's just insane. And then the the other one was Brandon Marshall when he went to the Bears, but he was reuniting with the Jay Cutler, who he already had a little rapport with. So I think come game day, you might see um, a line of like Odell, like maybe around over under 90 yards, but... With these big name receivers, I found it's mo- more just average around eighty yards. So I think whatever you find for him, maybe even AB too, you might want to take the under. And with these guys too, it's about a thirty-three percent chance of a touchdown. 
So I'm looking for seeing if a touchdown or not, somewhere around like plus or minus 200. If I see something that looks like it's pretty favorable, I'm going to just take a shot on it. Okay. Gotcha. So you're keeping these guys out of your daily fantasy lineups. Yeah, I'm, I don't see a very strong start to them. You know, so the, you might be a little bit disappointed in AB and Odell week one, but I think eventually they'll get a rapport with their respective quarterbacks. I don't know. Monday night, if there's anybody that likes cameras and lights it is in AB. the world, I mean, it's if, AB. If anything. It, business might be booming on Monday night, though. I, I Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll get to that game, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, between these two guys, the one who I'd lean who's more like Randy Moss would probably be AB. <laughs> so that would be the one I'd be I agree with you thinking with, about I, that. I, I but, agree with ODB, you know, for sure. Just, I'd say temper expectations you have for Odell, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially in this game against the Titans. Okay. Uh, uh, I think uh, it's time for us to check in with our sponsors here real quick. Uh, keep the lights on. Robbie, well, what do you have for us? With the football season coming up, you need a good bar to go watch these games. One with hundreds of screens, quick, friendly service, and an unbeatable menu. The place you should make your home for football Sundays is the Beehive Bar and Grill. Start curing your appetite with some honeycomb havoc or d'oeuvres. Follow that up with the world-famous Beef Man Burger. You know burgers that are filled with cheese in the middle? Well, the Beef Man Burger gives you a splash of honey with every single bite. Feeling a little hungover from your Saturday night? Then have one of Randy's Ricola wraps to soothe your throat so you could get back to screaming for your favorite team. Reserve one of the honeycomb booths and receive buckets of effing round beer all Sunday for only $10. Yeah, that that's only $10. Wow. So don't wait. Get on over to the Beehive Bar and Grill today. All right. Thank you, Beehive Bar and Grill. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to uh, stop over there after uh, we're done you recording. Know, I, I think their philosophy is uh, if you got more money, you got more problems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more food to spend it on. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's get back to the picks here. Next game, uh, I think, is one of the more interesting games on the slate here. We've got uh, the Carolina Panthers hosting the Los Angeles Rams, the former NFC champions. Um, guys, right now the Panthers are actually three-point dogs at home. Um, I think this is going to be a very close game. Uh, two very talented teams. Two teams, I think, that are going to make the playoffs. Um but for me, I think the Rams are going to be uh, a little bit too uh, strong on the defensive side of the ball. I think they should be able to keep the Ra- uh, Panthers' offense relatively in check. And the Rams on the offensive side are just a bit too explosive. Um, so I'm seeing a, uh, a Rams win here. I think they'll cover the three. But I actually do like the under 50 in this game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um... – a lot of this, a lot of the Panthers, are, they may be a little slept on at, because of what happened at the end of last year when uh, Cam just started deteriorating. But they're still a good team. Yeah. I think they could absolutely compete in this game. I'm not confident, but I think the Panthers could cover that spread. Um, they've got Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Well, Curtis Samuel essentially going into his second year since he missed his whole first. So you got two guys essentially going into each separate years or each. I don't know what I'm saying. Each their second year on the outside, okay. and I think I, I think it's a they're gonna get see a lot of action here. Right. Do you like I, Do you like the money line? 
feel like I'm plus three at home. I'm I, I'm not touching this game. Okay. I, I don't think I'd take the money line. If anything, I'd just take the points. I could see it come down to a point or two. But gotcha. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited to look at this game. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I feel the same way. I think if you know Cam, Cam had that little uh, what do you hear it as an ankle, right, or calf, yeah, foot, yeah, yeah, yeah some, something down there, a little bit. Um, you know, that happened pretty recently. I don't know if he's fully healthy to go. Um, I think if he was, I think he should be good to go. That's the reports. Okay. Of course. Well, if he's good to go, I'm taking I'm taking the Panthers with plus the three at home. Uh, I know the sheet says Rams, but uh, I, I, this is one I was completely flip flopping on. Uh, yeah, I think if you get a full healthy Cam Newton, I think I think the Panthers find a way to get the job done. Okay. Would you take money line? No. Yeah, I think I'm I think this this might be game of the week. I like I, I really like this. Uh, the two this teams could be here. a fun one. Yeah, this could be a fun one. Yeah. Gurley's usage. What do you guys think? Is do you think he's going to be good to go for week one? Is is he going to be the same old Gurley he was? What are you guys thinking? Uh, I'm envisioning something around uh, like a sixty percent snap share. Uh, I think should be pretty good. I think he'll he'll probably get seventy five percent of the carries. I think I think a lot of this has been overblown. I think he'll he'll be featured. Um, Later on in the year, perhaps he starts to wear down a little bit, but I think early on he should be good to go. Yeah, I agree. I would I would say that you know this is probably not a good game for Gurley going up against the Panthers defense. They're really good at stopping a run. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what Gurley's snap share was before, but I I I just imagine maybe at most 75 percent of the touches he was getting on a weekly basis last year. I I, I could see this team absolutely using some of their other guys like Malcolm Brown and uh, Daryl Henderson a little bit just to ease off the load for him. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add here? Okay. Uh, next game is Lions at the Cardinals. Uh, this game, uh, we're actually seeing another home dog. The Cardinals are two and a half point dogs uh, in this one. So, um, you know, Robbie, you've been pretty high on the Cardinals uh, this offseason. Why don't you lead us off here? I'm looking at this line, and you know, I'm I'm just thinking these two teams, if it, if they were playing on a neutral field together, I could see the Lions squeaking out by a field goal. Um, but Cardinals are home, so that the two and a half um, points would make it, them say that it's about a, they'd lose to touch by a touchdown to the Lions on neutral field, which I find hard to believe. So I, I think this is some really good value on the Cardinals to on their money line, too. You got a team, you don't know what they're going to see. Matt Patricia, he, he's a great defensive coach, but I don't know if he knows what to expect. I don't know if we know exactly what to expect out of the Cardinals' offense, but it could absolutely be a dumpster fire, too, coming out of the gate. But I still think the element of surprise could really be used to their advantage, especially at home. So I'm going to take the money line on them. Yeah. I think it's good value. I mean, I, I agree that, you know, Cardinals could have some success offensively with the new, the new offense. Uh, I like the over in this game over 47 for sure. But I, I, I think, you know, with, with uh, Patrick Peterson out on suspension, Alford injured, you know, Cardinals going to have a lot of problems at cornerback. I think Matt Stafford could be in for a huge day. Um, 
yeah, I, I and I, I like the Cardinals, or I, I'm sorry, I like the Lions in general with uh, minus two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, I just think the Lions are going to be too much on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think the uh, Cardinals are going to be able to run the ball. Um, I, I, I don't think that offensive line is going to hold up well. Uh, I think you could see a big game for uh, Harrison. Yeah, uh, in the trenches, um, and, and that team last year, towards the end of it, they were a really good run defense. Yeah. They, they, they turned it together. They were, they were, for a team that was out of playoff contention, it was that was very impressive. So. Yeah, yeah, I I think what? So, do you think they improved much in the secondary, Lions? No. Well, who's to say this uh, air raid offense isn't gonna absolutely take off the top of the, this Lions team? Mm-hmm. It might, but as I go back to, <laughs> you know. Cliff Kingsbury is still under 500 as a coach, so it can work. He had no defense. This, this offense could now. go off, and, and no uh, you know, now. Lions could pull it off by three. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I like the Lions here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I feel real strong about the Lions in this one. Um, I think that's one of the safer picks you can make if you're going against the spread. All right, guys. Uh, next game here, we've got uh, the Bengals traveling to Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks are eight and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, Adam, start us off here. Um, I know you uh, you've been riding the Bengals all year. Yeah, I've been zero in this matchup uh, for a while now. Um, you know, Bengals even last year um, they went into Indianapolis Week One. And uh, got the got the W. I I think the Bengals are going to surprise people on offense this year, and I, and I think it starts today. Seahawks, um, you know they they lost a lot, and I'm not sure you know Jadavion Clowney being there for six days is going to really help them week one. I I think uh, the Bengals sneak one out here and actually grab the the W in 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 Seattle. So I like them money line. Okay, I uh, I disagree with you. I think the Seahawks will win this game. But um, I think the Bengals are going to cover the spread. And the what's leading me there is when you think about the way the Seahawks like to play, it's a very smash-mouth running game, eat up a lot of clock, doesn't lend itself to a lot of high scoring. Uh, and I think that will keep this game close in itself, just the way the Seahawks play. And I think people are sleeping on the Bengals a little bit. I think that offense will be able to move the ball uh, with some success. And, uh, you know, the defense should be able to hold its own. So I, I'm envisioning a close game. Ultimately, I think Seahawks are going to squeak it out, but should be close. This line was very funny to me. I was looking at it last week, either taking money line or uh, the s- spread, and it was at uh, Bengals plus 9.5. And, and after the news of uh, Clowney getting traded to the Seahawks, a little bit after I thought, you know, I'd check it, see if it moved get a little more uh, value out of the Bengals. But no, it actually dropped a point <laughs> since last week to eight and a half. But yeah, with the, I, I could see them using Clowney a little bit in this game just to try to get him back into it. Obviously not a whole lot of snaps because he's going to be real fresh coming out with this team. Um, but it's got me more worried about the Bengals money line. I'm, I still think it's great value to put on the money line, but I feel very confident about the Bengals covering the spread. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what you said about the Seahawks uh, with Jadavian Clowney. So from what I've seen of Jadavian Clowney in, in, with interviews, um, I guess he's one of those guys that he's not like a big off-season trainer. He's just kind of like a guy that just like shows up and just gets on the field. And it's like I, I can just kind of 
do this with zero prep and just oh, yeah. go. No, I'm not. Wor- I'm not worried about him physically. I'm like he was a guy that had problems with plays. <laughs> yeah, you know, in his current offense for four years, right. I don't. You right. know, I I think he's one of the guys that would probably take the most time. They'll pick up what he's supposed to be doing right. on assignments. Right. Okay. All right, guys. So yeah, um, we're we're all in the Bengals in some capacity here. Adam's a little bit uh, stronger feeling than Robbie and I. Uh, he likes him outright, but uh, you guys like uh, the any of the Bengals wide receivers or uh, backfield? Because I, I I do like Joe Mixon this week. Um, I, I think he's gonna. I think Boyd Boyd will will do enough. Uh, I think you'll be able to start. Boyd him. will be fine out of the slot. Yeah, you I, should have no worries about him. I think he should be good. Red uh, Rifle is back, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, Joe, I think uh, you're Joe gonna Mixon, see a balance, really balanced attack. Just yeah. like I, like I mean, I, I said a lot. Zach Taylor is coming from the Rams. I, you're gonna see pretty balanced attack. I think there. you can start your Bengals. Though, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very, shouldn't be uh, ill confident in those at all. You yeah. should. Have them fire up, good to go. Uh, bust watch for me, um, Tyler Lockett in this game. I could see, uh, you know, the Bengals have a pretty good secondary. I could see them, uh, you know, putting a lid on Tyler Lockett, uh, focusing in on him and, and containing him. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys. Uh, next up, we've got the Chargers hosting the Colts. Uh, Chargers are six point favorites um, in this one. Uh, guys, I, I really like the Chargers here. I think they should be able to cover this. Um, but really what I'm intrigued by in this matchup is one of the better defensive lines in the NFL going toe-to-toe with probably the best offensive line in the NFL. So that's going to be a fascinating battle in the trenches to watch. Um, you know, be really interesting to see if, uh, if the Colts line, uh, will be able to hold up against that Chargers pass rush, um. You know they they have some of the best outside pass rushers uh, in football. It's a great duo. Um, I, you know I, I think uh, that's that's probably what I'm most excited to see. But I, I do expect um, the Chargers to win this game. I think their offense will be able to move the ball uh, and do enough on the Colts D and the Chargers defense should be able to keep uh, Brissett in check. Yeah, I see this a game that the Chargers just get out early, stay stay ahead. The Colts have to come clawing back so i'm not a fan of marlon mack in this matchup right here especially with that as you mentioned that tough defensive line um i do like naheem hines too or though um just as they're trying to claw back just getting a lot of dump offs to he's definitely a good ppr play to me um chargers i mean a lot's gonna come down it i'm not expecting melvin gordon to sign before this game i'm just the way it seems like talks have been going, I'm not really expecting the deal to get done. But I'd be pre- pleasantly surprised, and would it be even more of a reason to be pounding this minus six if he does? I'm sure the, that line's going to move as soon as he signs, though. Yep. Um, okay, guys. Um, Adam, what's your thought? Uh, yeah, I'm not really touching this game, too. I, if I had to choose, I'd choose the Colts with the points. Uh, I think, I mean, you have a lot of questions on both both teams you know with the chargers you get the melvin gordon hold out um looming in, in the air derwin james is out on injury um you know they, they really didn't have a, a good off season in terms of that kind of luck um and then home field advantage i don't think they really have one in the, the stub hub arena out there <laughs> wherever <laughs> you know they're the second second to uh the san diego or the la galaxy there but um 
And then the Colts, obviously, with Andrew Luck's retirement, their whole season sort of uh, has to be reevaluated. Um, you know, I, I could see this being low scoring. You got two good defenses. Um, the Colts are going to try to establish a run. I think the Chargers um, might try to get off to an early early lead. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not confident in this game with uh, anything with uh, any conviction there. Okay. All right. Um, I think it's uh, good that we can go on to the next one here. We've got uh, NFC East Divisional Battle. A um, couple division games for the NFC East here. It's uh, the Giants heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, this is a line that I'm taking the Cowboys because I think Zeke's going to be signed and, and he'll be good to go. I would expect this line to jump up, uh, if Zeke was confirmed to play and it'll be north of seven to seven and a half. Um, I don't expect the Giants to be able to move the ball at all, uh, against the Cowboys defense. I think the Cowboys will be able to put eight in the box and, and contain Saquon to the best of the ability. I still think he'll be uh, a decent fantasy option for those drafted Saquon, but um, in terms of the game plan, I don't think the Cowboys have too much to worry about in that passing game. And, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys offense will, will do enough, uh, especially if Zeke's able to play, and, uh, you know, they'll be able to cover the six and a half. Yeah, the Cowboys, they've got the better offense. They've got the better defense. So I don't see how they don't win by a touchdown here. They're at it home. Just, yeah. They're at home. It seems like real easy, at least a touchdown. But again, those divisional games, you got to always look, look out for because they could be uh, dicey. But I'm still loving the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, if, if this was line was over seven, I'd probably lean Giants. I mean, I wouldn't feel really good about that. But, um, you know, like Evan said, I'm confident in Zeke signing before uh, week one and him being available. And, um, you know, if the line stays at six and a half, I'm taking the Cowboys at home. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, next up, we've got the Sunday Night Football uh, football Night in America matchup. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, heading to uh, Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots are five-point favorites. Over-under in this game is 50 and a half. Um, guys, I'm actually on the Steelers. I think they'll cover this one, but... For me, not a game I'm very confident in. Um, I do think the Patriots will win. Uh, just how close is that game? I, I Right now, my gut says Steelers will keep it close, but uh, I am worried about that Steelers secondary. Um, obviously, no Joe Hayden due to injury. I, I think the Patriots are going to be able to move the ball on them through the air. Uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, a bit of a shootout, in fact. Uh, it's, you know, what can Big Ben do through the air then against the Patriots secondary? So um, I, I'm going to take the Steelers um, with the points, but uh, not very confident on it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. I, I'm liking this over right now. It's set at a pretty respectable 50 and a half, and I, I think that both teams are going to be I like the in a line. shootout here on Sunday Night Football. Just make it some great television right here. Um, but Patriots, though, they – they're a team that they they start off slow in a way yep. in which they try to figure out what's going to work for them this season with their personnel. So they try a bunch of different things. So that's why I'm leaning Steelers more covering the spread just because I could see them just being maybe more experimental and keeping the Steelers in this game. 
and but and also that's kind of why I love love the old for two. You got you still got Juju and James Conner. They're gonna be very helpful to Big Ben. Big Ben's just gonna be slinging it. There's gonna be a lot of points flying in this game. That's how I'm seeing it. So I I'm I'm all in on this over fifty and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting. I think the big matchup is gonna be whoever steps up for the Steelers. You know, is the number two option on the outside. I think you might see Stephon Gilmore locked in on Juju. Um, so that means somebody else is going to have to, you know, make the majority of the plays for the Steelers. Uh, I, I do like the over on this one. I think um, points are going to be flying. You know, like you said, Sunday night, first game of the year, two, you know, legacy franchises. You might see some generous call by generous calls by the refs here to, uh, Sunday night. Um, I'd, I'd like the over, but I, I do like the Patriots minus five at home um, to to grab the win there i think they're the better team okay yeah I, I do think they still grab the win but i'm just i'm nervous about that steelers just keeping it within a field goal sure or something i i mean i'm not betting that part of this game mm-hmm. all right guys uh next game going to the first of the monday night doubleheader uh really intriguing matchup here with the new orleans saints hosting the houston texans uh, we've kind of talked about a lot of movement with the Texans here over the past couple days. Um, Saints are six and a half point favorites at home. The over under in this game is fifty three. Uh, I like the Saints. Uh, I think they'll be able to cover that. Um, I I think that's something I'd be comfortable betting. I think they should be able to run the ball well enough against this team. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I think they'll be able to control the clock and time and possession. Um, the Texans, I'm a little bit worried about them, uh, being one dimensional and just, uh, the fact that they're going to be, that running game isn't a lot of question. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball well. Um, I don't think the Saints have any, uh, any need to, uh, feel a threat by that run game. And that's going to allow them to kind of focus in on Hopkins and Will Fuller on the outside. So, um, you know. It's, it's going to come down to their ability to make contested catches, I think, a lot of time. Um, but, yeah, for that reason, I, I'm, I'm definitely going Saints here. And, and I actually like the under on this game. I think the Saints defense is um, a little underrated. And I think the Texans might have a little bit trouble in this opener uh, putting up points. I'm kind of opposite of you on that over-under because I'm, I'm liking this over 53. It's a, it's a high one to reach, but I think this is going to be a shootout. The Saints defense... They are good, but they're another team that seems to just come out the gates a little bit slow. So I could see a healthy Texans offense. They got Will Fuller ready to go. I don't, I don't. Is Kiki going to be ready to go? Last I heard, I think he's up in the air. Yeah. But even without him, um, I think they're going to have a game plan for Duke Johnson coming into this game. I think he's going to be a solid option coming out of the back. I, I could see this absolutely being a shootout. Especially if you got Breeze at home, yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be lighting it up. Yeah, I don't have a good feel for this game. Um, you know, Saints. You know, I would normally think that they'd cover this six and a half at home, coming off the horrific, you know, non-call the NFC Championship game. They're fired up, but like Robbie said, the Saints do tend to start really slow. I mean, this has been a pattern for years. And with Texans and Deshaun Watson, I think he's good enough where he can ball out and beat any team anywhere. Um, so I, for that reason, I'm not really, um, not really betting this game hard. But I would say I would have the Texans plus six and a half if I had to choose. Okay, 
Interesting, guys. All right, uh, second half of the doubleheader here. We've got the Denver Broncos heading to Oakland uh, to take on the Raiders, uh, the Hard Knocks Raiders. Uh, guys, this is actually a pick 'em right now. Over under is at 43. Um, I really like the Raiders here. I am expecting, um, you know, kind of a, a coming out party for this offense. I think they'll be able to move the ball and. I'm not scared at all of this Broncos uh, offense. I think they, uh, they're they going to struggle to move the ball with any sort of consistency. Um, you know, I think we could see some growing pains for Joe Flacco in a new system here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable on the Raiders here. Yep, I'm with you. I'm definitely comfortable on the Raiders here at home. They got that home field. I'm Honestly, a little surprised it's a pick them, but because I I think the Raiders are a better team overall, even. Yep. Um, but it's gonna be we're gonna have some things to watch for in this Monday night game if you're able to stay up that late, um, which I know sometimes, especially if it's a boring game, I have maybe fell fallen asleep. <laughs> um, but you've got the backfield with Josh Jacobs. See how well he's actually used as that kind of bell cow role. If if they even do, are they gonna be using Jalen Richard personally? I think that Josh Jacobs, he's going to get a kind of bell cow kind of work um, in this offense. And the Broncos on that side, you've got Philip Lindsay, who was the he was the story last year. Um, but you got Royce Freeman, rumors coming out that he's uh, doing pretty good, and they've got a new coaching staff, so they might not be as um, into Lindsay as the last regime did. So that's going to be. Um, interesting to see a little bit. I I do like Cortland Sutton if with Flacco starting, just because Flacco he's the kind of guy who airs it out. So he he could be a solid flex play. I'm not I'm not on to Emmanuel Sanders that much this year, mostly because of his age and um age getting an Achilles injury and playing in the slot with Joe Flacco. It doesn't seem like a recipe to success. Okay. Uh, for this game, I really like the Raiders. Um, historically, Raiders playing in Oakland on on prime time, they've done very well. Um, I mean, they got one of the best home field advantages there in the black hole. I I like them. You know, like they they only I think they only have five legit home or five or six legit home games where they play there this year. Um, they're on the road a lot. I think um, you know they're going to be fired up for this game. I think the Raiders. You know that I, I think they sent some optimism. You know they had a really good preseason. I, I just like them to beat the Broncos this week. Okay. All right, guys. Um, that being said, let's. Uh, Adam, you alluded it to it earlier, but um, we're gonna get to our lead pipe locks here. Uh, this is what we're Don't really. Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. <laughs> All right, we got our drop ready for that. Um, so, guys, Adam, why don't you uh, lead it off here? You, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Sure, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think this started two years ago, lead pipe lock of the week, when I uh, boldly claimed that the Lions-Saints Lions game would be under, I think, 56 and a half, and it was, uh, it was over that at halftime, <laughs> and it ended up going to 100. So it became a, became a thing, but uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, so I usually choose ones, uh, over under points because I mean, you know, a lot of people have bets on the games themselves. I like to choose one with, uh, the point totals, but 
for mine this week, I'm going under Chiefs at Jacksonville. Um, you know, the hurricane, the Dorian is coming in. You might you might see a lot of rain there this week. Um, just, you know, could put a damper on in the field conditions and just practice in general for the Jags. Um, I, you know, I, I really like that defense to, you know, prove some things here. Week one against the best. Uh, I like the under. 52 and a half is too high for me. I love the the weather part of that. You know, it's it's something that I, I think gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah. Which uh, <laughs> weatherman over here or <laughs> meteorologist? Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I'm fan of another Florida um, game, but this is in the Buccaneers 49ers. I like Buccaneers to. I think you should lock in minus one. I think they're much better team than the Niners. It's it's kind of disrespectful in my opinion that they're. Um, only minus one against this team. I think they could easily uh, win uh, at home and just be putting the points on this 49ers defense who kind of looks a little sketchy to me. Yeah. Uh, guys, for me, I know in the sheet here I have the Raiders. I'm actually going to change mine up because I talked myself into Ooh, it like during the, the Raiders, pod. Though. Yeah, I, I really like the Raiders. I don't want to get off You talked that. me into the Raiders. <laughs> uh, what I'm feeling most confident about here, actually, though, as I look at it, is that Eagles-Redskins under at 46. Um, I really I cannot see that game hitting the over there. Um, I just think um, that Washington defense is, is stout enough that they'll be able to keep that game close. Uh, and in the Washington offenses, uh, there's, there's not a lot of explosive uh, weapons there for them to... Um, kind of surprised the Eagles, who already have a strong defense too. So, um, as Adam said with the hurricane too, there's a chance of some some rain getting that far north up in uh, Philly, uh, and could be potential for some winds. So, uh, all could factor in. Even without the weather, though, I think the the under could hit there. So that's going to be mine. Gotcha. All you right. kind of sold me into that one too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So. All right, guys, uh, one thing we want to get to here is our uh, – we're going to kind of keep track of a collection of bets that we're going to do each week. So we're uh, going to pick kind of our three uh, games that we collectively agree on, and we're going to kind of track uh, how well we're doing on that this year. But, uh, Adam, I'll kind of let you uh, do the lead on this one. Sure, yeah, we thought it would be a good idea to sort of, you know, have you guys follow along with us. You know, we're, we're not only just, you know, giving you guys – these picks, we're actually, you know, been betting on them ourselves, putting our 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 cash on it. So uh, we just sort of wanted to give you guys a way for us to sort of track, you know, how we are doing throughout the league, uh, throughout the, the league season. So uh, yeah, well, our plan is to each agree on um, three games that we collectively have the same uh, opinion on. Um, we're gonna do a twenty-five dollar parlay of them all, along with uh, each one of them being twenty-five dollars themselves. Uh, so it's a hundred dollars risk each week, and we're gonna track that throughout the year to see what our what our totals end up being. But uh, for this week, I think uh, the three we sort of came to an agreement on was the Buccaneers minus one at home, um, the Bengals plus eight and a half on the road against the Seahawks, and then the Raiders pick them at home on Monday Night Football. So what do you guys? How do you guys feel about those three, and what do you think? Uh, what do you think our chances are? Yeah, um, Raiders. I think you know that that'll be kind of a fun way to end our uh, end our week here. If if those first couple of games hit, you know we'll we'll, we'll all be uh, we'll, we'll be awake. We'll, we'll be riding <laughs> on that for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I, we kind of talked to the Bengals. I 
I think the way just the Seahawks play will lend itself to that game being relatively close, and an eight and a half is a lot to give uh, there. And then uh, the Bucks, the Bucks, I'm very comfortable with them. I think they should win comfortably. So, yeah. Just disappointed we uh, couldn't get the Bengals plus nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. But too what late, can you do? Late. What can you they're, do? They're going to keep it close. I, yeah. I feel pretty good about these. Yep. All right, guys, that is going to do it uh, for this episode. But before we take off, we do want to get to our on-the-clock segment. So where's that drop at, Robbie? There it is. All right, Adam, you're leading this one. Okay. Uh, before we get to that, though, I'm going to give the power parlay of the week. Oh, yeah. How dare don't, I don't want to forget about that. Um, so this week, I, I usually do three teams with uh, one being a money line dog. Uh, it pays out pretty good. Um and I've had really good success with that formula the last couple of years. Uh, so this year, the money line dog, or this week uh, for week one, the money line dog is going to be the Bengals at the Seahawks. And then I like the Ravens minus seven and the Raiders uh, pick them. And that's going to be my power parlay of the week. Um, so, but uh, for the on o'clock one, uh, it's been in the news a lot lately. It's been a social media, social media, uh, I guess warfare, I would like to call it, between two fast food chains. Who do you guys like in the battle of Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A? Oh, it's Popeyes. It's not close. Robbie. It's a little closer to me. I Well, I was uh, working out in California all week, and during lunches we, we tried multiple times for lunch to go to Popeyes and find a Popeyes with one of those chicken sandwiches everybody's been talking about. They're all sold out. It's just absurd, and I, I still want to try one so bad. I'm going to go Popeye's just because of the chicken sandwich that I've never even had but heard is good. <laughs> See, like, I don't I don't get it. Like, I, I, I like, and I, I love Chick-fil-A, um, but, you know, I don't, I've never had the sandwich. I'm really anxious to try it, but I love Popeye's chicken regardless, you know, mm-hmm. even if this sandwich is not that good. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Popeye's all the way. All right. I will say for Chick-fil-A that their breakfast menu is awesome. Those oh, chicken minis, oh, so good. But yeah, can't, can't go wrong with it. Can't you. go wrong. That's right. All right, guys. That is the actual end of the podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be following up with you guys next week after uh, the slate of games. We'll review uh, what actually shook out, see how some of these predictions went. But until then, take care. <laughs>